Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Healers. For those who are new, welcome to the show. My name is Morgan Rutkowski. For returners, welcome back. Thank you again for being here, subscribing, following along. Today, I wanted to bring on a guest who is a certified wellness coach. She also has certifications in essential oil education and a bachelor's in business. I want to welcome Sandra Daher. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. I am good. I'm so excited to be on and to be talking some about something that I'm so passionate about. Yay. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and share a little about yourself and what brings you on the show today? Sure. Um, so my name is Sandra Daher, as you said, and I am a mom of four boys. I've been married for 19 years now. And if you told me that I was going to be a wellness coach and talk about food and talk about how to take care of your health way back when I would have blown you off. So this kind of happened um, so by accident, but I'm so glad it did. And I, um, I love what I do. I love teaching about essential oils. I love teaching about how to take better care of your health in such simple ways that even my kids can understand so that I can leave a legacy for them. Um, I am a Lebanese immigrant. I came here when I was four years old and actually English is my second language. Wow. Um, yeah. So I spoke Arabic for the first four years of my life with no English, but then when I got thrown into the school system here, I had to learn pretty quickly. <laughs> so a lot of my passion really comes from even my nationality and my heritage where my grandmother and my mother would take care of me with herbs and home remedies. And I never really knew that at that time they were instilling in me such a powerful lesson that would come back up back in my tw late twenties, thirties. And, um, and here I am doing exactly what they, they did for me, but for the world. I love how that's full circle. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And and not even realizing that it, that was what was going to happen or happening at the time. So really cool. That's awesome. So you mentioned that you started getting back into this when you were around 19. Was there a specific reason for that? Yeah. So I started just really focusing more on my health when I went to college and I um, just were, was making really bad choices about what I was eating. And, you know, when, when you're, I'm going through, you're going through your teens, especially I see my teens going through this right now, they don't think that what they eat really is going to affect them in the future. And so I started feeling just really bloated, really unhealthy, really sluggish. So I thought, well, maybe if I change a little bit about what I eat or, you know, what my daily nutrition is like, that would help me. So it started helping me. I wasn't really into it until I became a mother but just kind of glimpses of what food can really do for you. I am not a nutritionist. I'm not certified in that, but I just, from personal experience and just from changing a few things in my diet, I saw how that impacted me on a daily basis. And so then when I became a mom, I realized, you know, what I was feeding my kids, I really had to be careful what I introduced to them because I didn't want the same mistakes to happen. I didn't want them to eat junk and then think that that was normal and then not pay attention to ingredients as they grew up and become unhealthy. So I really wanted to stop the cycle. And so um, 
then my mm-hmm. youngest son, um, so, so really my passion started when my firstborn was, was born 17 years ago and he's 17 now. And I really started reading ingredients, but not until my youngest was born 10 years, 11 years ago. He's 11 now. I remember <laughs> that. Um, uh, not until he was born. I didn't really understand what essential oils were. And I didn't understand what they can do for you on a cellular level. And so he was diagnosed with asthma when he was probably, I would say close to a year and a half. And we had a very dramatic thing happen. He actually started turning gray and blue and was going into respiratory distress. And so I didn't understand what was happening because none of my other kids experienced that. So took him to the ER, they admitted him and all these doctors were swarming around him and told us to back off. And that, at that point, that really scared me because I think, oh my gosh, something is seriously wrong. And so after tests and analyzation and doctors and doctors, he said he was having an asthma attack. And so that is when your bronchi tubes that that you use to breathe in air to your lungs were closed up and inflamed. And so he couldn't get any air in. So they put him on a, it was so scary. And as a mom, any mom listeners out there, when you don't have control over what is happening to your child, it is like your heart stops. And so that was a really scary moment. But then they told me that I had to put him on a steroid. And I said, okay, we have a solution. I'm going to put him on a steroid, an inhaler. But then I realized that didn't align with what I was trying to do for my family. But I wasn't going to be stupid and not utilize what great advances medicine has done for us. So I put him on an inhaler, but while he was on the inhaler, I did so much research. So I was like a mom on a mission. (laughs) So (laughs) I basically um, researched everything I could in natural homeopathic holistic healthcare for breathing, lungs, airways, asthma. And my girlfriend at the time um, that I had met when I was 10 years old (laughs) sent me, not knowing that this is what I was really researching, but sent me a package of oil samples. And she goes, Hey, (laughs) I'm sending this to you because I fell in love with essential oils last month. And I thought you'd love this and I love you. And this is how (laughs) you use it. So I was like, oh my gosh, this couldn't have come at a better time. I thought, I think that totally was God like saying, oh, she needs this. You send this to her. So I started reading up on what she was sending me. And one of the oils was called breathe. And it said use to open up airways. So I said, okay, let me try this. So every night I would rub a little bit on his chest. I would put it in a diffuser, which if you don't know what a diffuser is, it's a mechanism where you put water in it and it mists into the air. So you put essential oils in that and it mists those molecules into the air so you can breathe it in. And so after a week, I realized, oh my gosh, he's sleeping through the night without getting up for an inhaler. And then I noticed that when he went out to play a soccer game, he wasn't getting breathless. And then I noticed that over time, he wasn't breathing heavy. So then I stopped the inhaler and I reduced how much I was giving it to him. And now he's been inhaler free for eight years. So Whoa. I was, yeah, all by simple <laughs> molecules that breathe is a blend of essential oils. So it's a blend of different plants put together in the best blended way in the best, um, 
chemistry of oils that work together to help open up airways and reduce inflammation in your respiratory system. So oils like eucalyptus, like rosemary, like um, peppermint, things like that are in this blend. So yeah, so that is really where that seed got planted in me. Like, okay, if this can help with this, what else can this help with? Yeah. Did any of the doctors he was working with, like, did they know that he was also using the diffuser? Like, did they say anything about it? That's a great question. (laughs) So I, we had two doctors, we had his pediatrician and we had his arthritis doctor. So, or not arthritis, (laughs) asthma, sorry. So he, the asthma doctor didn't want to hear about it. So there is a lot of misconception of essential oils. There's a lot of synthetic essential oils out there that are man-made that are not from plants that are made in a lab. So there is quite a difference between purity and how effective they really are in your system and how harmful they can be if they're not pure. And so I think that he was, I mean, bless his heart. I don't think that he was even up to the point of even understanding what it was because, you know, he was trained as science medical, like he didn't understand that there could be this whole other approach. Mm -hmm. My pediatrician, however, had read up about essential oils in her practice and more parents were using them. So she was very open to hearing how I was using them for his asthma and completely understood that there was a chemistry and a science behind what is found in a plant and how that can be beneficial to our health. And so there are two views I feel today that doctors that are um, forward thinking and futuristic and wanting to learn how you can blend modern medicine with Eastern you know, medicine. And there are doctors that are still not yet ready to understand that concept. So I respect both. And I think that you know, when somebody's ready to hear that there is a, a different solution, then they're more open and willing to understand and learn. Okay. How was that transition, I guess, as a mom or someone who was just learning about like the holistics, alternative medicine, how was that transition of like wanting to listen to doctors versus, you know, trying something new that you think, you know, resonated with your culture? Um, yeah. How was that shift? That's such a good question because, you know, I never really sat back and thought about that. That's a great question. Um, I think it was very hard for me to explain to my family and friends Mm -hmm. that I was going with my gut, that I was going with something that was instilled in me as a child and is coming back in the form of an essential oil, you know, because it wasn't the same exact thing that my family used, but it was the same concept. And so I think once they understood that, they were like, oh, this is like using a mint leaf in (laughs) water and making you drink it to help with your digestive system. But now you're taking a drop of peppermint in your water instead. So Mm -hmm. the concept was there. They just couldn't understand it. Now, the shift from listening to a doctor, that was really hard for me. You Mm -hmm. know, we're as a society, we're really conditioned to believe the white coats all the time, no matter what. And I feel like their education is so um, like one way. Yeah. Like specified. Yes. And I don't think the ability to branch out was really there. 
Okay. Now I think more medical professionals are branching out into more of a holistic approach. How mm. can we approach this? I mean, this is all you talk about. How can we heal holistically? How can we look at things in a holistic um, view instead of so narrow, right? So there are so many ways to help our bodies heal itself. And mm -hmm. I think that is the main thing that people have to understand that our bodies are capable of healing itself if given the right tools. Right. And I think that those tools are different in every scenario. Mm -hmm. And as a mom, it was scary to walk away from what a doctor said, but it was also empowering to know that I could help my child with this simple plant in a bottle <laughs> and feel really good that there were no um, side effects. And so I just kind of kept going with my gut until it didn't work, but then it never didn't work. So yeah. I, just kept, I just kept doing it. So yeah. And I think you harped on a good point too, like making sure to do the research too, because people or products can say that they're this pure holistic option, but they maybe could be more detrimental than, you know, yes. products that are actually pure. Yeah. Um, so I, I like how you did the research before and you slowly moved your way into um, trying that for your son. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was definitely scary to venture out, but um, but like you said, you know, I was, <laughs> I was on a mission to find an answer that wasn't going to harm him forever or, or stunt his growth forever, or, you know, any of the side effects that come mm -hmm. with being on a steroid and some people it's a necessity and I get that. But for me, I was like, let's see what else we could do before mm -hmm. I say yes for the rest of his life to be right. honest, you know? So, yeah. But I also wanted to touch on a point too. It kind of reminded me of my own personal experience. So I, ever since I was little, struggled a lot with acne and dermatologists and um, gynecologists, all those people were like, take, take birth control, like take antibiotics, like put stuff in your system. And then, you know, I did see a little difference, but there were so many other ramifications that came with that. And I could see it in my mental health. I could see like bloating in my yes. physical health. Um, I felt gross. And I think that's kind of where I started with this holistic approach. Like I wanted to listen to these doctors who I knew were certified in what they did, but then, you know, focusing on the holistics, like the gut health, um, yes. you know, I, the stress management, I know you uh, were going to talk about that today. Mm -hmm. um, focusing on that, because I have always been stressed. I've always been anxious. And I think um, understanding who we holy are <laughs> yes. um, can help us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. I definitely think that you hit on a trigger right there, <laughs> yeah. especially, especially in this day and age, you know, we are so quick to get this quick, fast response mm -hmm. or fix, like fix me now. And cause you don't want to feel bad. You don't want to feel sick. You don't want to feel bloated or, uh -huh. or you don't want to have acne. So you want this quick fix. Yeah. And in, in the meantime, you're getting all these other health issues that come up with, you know, with, with an instant pill. Mm -hmm. Right. So I definitely think that our society is trying to move away from that. Now. I think, yeah. I think it's so important to get to the root cause mm -hmm. of things. And when we get to the root cause of things, you're not just taking something to cover up a symptom. You are allowing yourself to heal from the real problem 
that is causing this or this or this, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, for acne, sometimes it's the food we eat Mm -hmm. and it doesn't just take a pill. A pill might make this go away, but your insides are wreaking havoc, right? (laughs) So, yeah. So I have a lot of clients that deal with stress, anxiety, acne, things that there is a pill for, Mm -hmm. but once you take it, it's kind of like, you're still not solving the real issue. So I think you touched on something really sensitive there that a lot of us have been through and me, myself, you know, when, uh, you know, first time mom, Oh, and antibiotic, give, give him an antibiotic. I want him to feel better. You know, like you're always like, give me the medication because I want my kid to feel better. I want to feel better. I don't want to go through this for any longer than I have to. So yeah, that's definitely a shift. That's going to take a long time to get there, but I think we're going in the right direction, (laughs) especially with more podcasts like this, Mm -hmm. more information, more education, more open-minded doctors and medical professionals that are willing to listen and kind of combine, um, you know, the two types of medical intelligence. So yeah, absolutely. I, I was actually sitting in class a few days ago, um, and I'm getting my doctorate in clinical psych. So it's interesting because I was like, I don't want to be one of those doctors that's not confident in like yeah. seeing the bigger picture. And we right. were talking about cultural competence and we were talking about, you know, how one approach may be helpful for one person, but not for another. And so I think what you were saying too, like this holistic approach, one, it it helps not have that instant gratification that this culture, you know, just needs or feels like we need Um, but it also takes into point you know this could work for one person but it also doesn't have to work for you and you can kind of find your solution based off of you know your own personal research like you did um you know taking that time to see what works best for you in your situation so yeah I love this (laughs) yeah yeah me too me too it's right up my alley (laughs) yeah um I it. so I know we talked a little about stress management but I I know you talked about it a little, so I was curious if you could mention either how like essential oils play into stress management or what you've learned about stress management. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I actually taught a class uh, last month to a, a company that is in downtown Cleveland, and they really wanted to help their teams understand how they could manage stress coming back to the workforce after two years of being at home and that socialization that could feel a little bit, not awkward, but unsettling at first. And also just how to handle their time and their stress levels from the balance of, you know, too much work, too much family stress, money stress. I mean, stressors come from everywhere. Mm -hmm. It could be, um, you know, stressors in our body that is affected by our toxic load around (laughs) us. It could be stressors from financial depletion or financial issues. It could be stressors from family arguments and fights and, and, and things like that relationships. It could be you're moving. It could be a grief. There's so many ways that our bodies and our minds and our hearts are stressed. And so I think back to a holistic approach, you have to really understand what's causing the stress, what the real root is. And so for me, teaching that class was so eye-opening when I was preparing for it. I realized that you're bringing together so many different cultures, Mm -hmm. so many different home lives, so many different workloads, 
and you're putting it all in one place and you're asking everybody to work the same hours, <laughs> the same way, report the same way. I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, what we do in corporate America, but I love the fact that they really wanted to help each of their employees understand that, you know, the, the steps and the things that they could take to really better their, the way they deal with stress, because there's always going to be stress. You can't erase stress um, or anxiety or anxious feelings, but it's the way you handle it, the way you deal with it. So like a lot of the things that I taught was, you know, a more natural approach before we go to alcohol, before we go to, you know, being short tempered before we go to Netflix, mm -hmm. what can we do to really manage how we're feeling and really understand, okay, take a step, let's take a step back and understand. So one of a couple ways that I feel is really helpful is moving your body. That's yep. one way that everybody hopefully can do. If you're capable of moving your body, it could be stretching. It could be an outdoor walk. It could be weightlifting. It could be boxing. It could be whatever it is, something that makes your blood circulate and gets your endorphins going because that in itself already will get you on the way to taking a breath and actually feeling better. It's amazing. Sometimes when I sometimes feel under the weather, I will make mm -hmm. myself go work out. It actually makes me feel better. It yeah. gives your immune system that boost, uh, you know, that it needs. Another way is looking at your water intake. Are you hydrated? Like sometimes people are so depleted of the nutrients that water gives to our body. And I think that's very important. I put essential oils in my water. Lemon is my favorite. Nice. It's the, it's an amazing way to detox your body because it's a natural detoxifier. So lemon just in your water and just drinking it all day. Um, another way is to use essential oils aromatically. So really there's three ways to use essential oils. One is topically, like I spoke about it before. Mm -hmm. I used to apply it to his chest, my son's chest to open up those airways, but also aromatically in his diffuser and aromatically for us, if we just put a drop in our hand and just breathe it in, take some deep breaths. First of all, the deep breathing calms your nervous system mm -hmm. and then breathing in the molecules actually go through your olfactory system and triggers your limbic system in your brain. This was something that I learned in like biology, but <laughs> never really understood what the heck my science teacher was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but then when I, when I was passionate about something behind mm -hmm. that, then it became so interesting to me. So after you breathe it in, it goes through your olfactory system. And when it triggers your limbic system, that is where we store our emotions. And that is something that you can reach on such a natural level. Mm -hmm. And you can either calm yourself you can uplift yourself. You can, it will help you trigger emotions from memory. So that's oh, where yeah. our memories are stored too. So like when you walk into a place and you're like, oh, this smells like my grandma's <laughs> house or this smells like the campfire I was at last, you know, like it, it brings yeah. you right back and you wonder why smells are so powerful. This mm -hmm. is why. So it, but I'm not talking about the scents from an artificial synthetic fragrance because that can do harm. Okay. Yeah. That's going to disrupt our endocrine system. That's going to disrupt um, our health in so many ways. But when you're breathing in something so natural and powerful mm -hmm. as a plant, it works in all the right ways. It's going to trigger that place 
for emotional health, for mental stability, for memory, but it's also going to help you um, focus Mm -hmm. or become more alert or, you know, essential oils can be used for so many different things. And I think a lot after the pandemic, a lot of my clients came to me for anxiety, you know, anxiousness over like what they can't control, Mm -hmm. which is so sad, right? So it's completely increased our mental health awareness in this country, which is a good thing. But it's also so sad to see how many people are dealing with things that they've never dealt, had to deal with before. So I think just understanding that popping a pill might help you feel calm for a few hours, but actually learning ways that you can reduce stress and manage stress and manage anxiety mm-hmm. is such a powerful tool. And it, it, it provides you with putting your health in your own hands. You don't have to wait for someone to tell you what to do. You have your own protocol. You can read your own body. Mm-hmm. And when you're at the point where you feel like you've exhausted all your efforts and nothing can work, then of course, seek medical attention. But I feel like it should be a last resort, not a first resort, right? Yeah. I like that too. I read a quote. um, I'm forgetting what it exactly said, but it mentioned that, you know, like you said, popping pills, like taking medications, one, there's no shame in it. But like you said, it's, it's almost like, you know, have you done all the things leading up to it that you can? Um, But the quote mentioned that it just suppresses the feeling. It's like a a signal that you're just kind of shoving down and ignoring, and it's going to come up later. It may come up even worse later. Um, It's just, you know, you're in charge of dealing when it is coming up and, you know, what that's going to look like. And yeah, um, yeah, I... I think I was doing that for a long time, especially just with stress, not even just acne stuff. I think just stress in general, I would either, you know, do something maladaptive. There's, I think, what was it? Uh, There was like three different ways we maladaptively tried to handle our stress and it's people pleasing. There's two forms of dissociation. There's like the forgetfulness and like spacing out versus like the doer. That's like mine. (laughs) like um the workaholic like the cleaner on the Sundays like you just you're like the go go goer and then there's anger and like getting like yelling and you know temporary release of stress and not again like the cause and getting to the root of what's you know what's causing all these negative emotions in the first place yes I love how you just explained that because I see myself in all three of those. I used to do all three of those. I mean, there was a time where, you know, I would immediately yell if my child did something, but I wasn't getting to the root of why he was, okay, why is he acting that way? Instead Mm -hmm. of me just yelling, why is he acting that way? So everything that I've learned through wellness coaching and through essential oils too, actually made me a more clear, more patient parent, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense, because that, you know, that holistic mentality was also brought into my parenting. So it kind of just (laughs) made me more well-rounded, right? So, and I'm not perfect. (laughs) I'm definitely still, you know, sometimes my fuses run short and there are, (laughs) there are moments, you know, I'm not a perfect parent, but it definitely Mm -hmm. helped me take a step back and understand their little minds and their (laughs) little emotions or big emotions sometimes. And what is the root cause? How can I help him or her, you know? So And when you said disassociation and like spacing out, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us do that with Netflix. We don't want to deal with, 
I mean, how many, <laughs> how many episodes of shows did I watch during the pandemic? I don't even want to say, but like, you know, like we, we find comfort, but mm-hmm. that doesn't always get us a solution. It just kind of covers it up. And I, and you're right. There is no shame in any of these things, but it's just maybe being a little bit more aware that, okay, I've done these things. That's okay. That's what I needed at that moment, but let's start down the path of healing. Let's start down the path of how am I going to deal with this when this comes up again, because I can't continue on this spiral, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think what I talk to my own clients about too, whether it's like a behavioral thing they're trying to change or mental health or anything, you have to start with acceptance. You have to become conscious of what it is you're doing and the patterns and when it's happening um, so that you can recognize what it is you're trying to change. So like you said, like stress management, well, what's the pattern? How is stress showing up? Are you a people pleaser? You have no boundaries. Are you yelling at people just randomly and maybe don't even realize that's happening? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just becoming accepting, being okay, forgiving yourself when it does come up and then, you know, slowly baby steps, um, dealing with the shame cycle, you know, just trying to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so I, love, I love that. Yes. Definitely the best version of ourselves, which is hard to get to, but yeah. once you're there, you know it, right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we're always a work in progress. Even if we think we've made it, we're like, Oh, I still need a little bit yeah. <laughs> progress over perfection. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I want to, I know you talked a little about your son's experience um, with his health, but I was curious to see if you're comfortable sharing. Did you experience anything that kind of helped you down this path of health and wellness? Yes, actually, I have had what I didn't know was chronic inflammation for my entire life. And I didn't even know I had it because it was happening on the inside and it was happening in my esophagus. And so it showed up as choking on my food, not being able to swallow water quickly. And I just thought I was being fast. (laughs) Like I'm (laughs) chewing too fast. I'm swallowing too fast, you know, slow down, Mm -hmm. don't eat so fast. Um, but it got really bad in my late thirties. And, and when I was 40 or 41, I experienced an episode at a restaurant and I choked on something super small and it got stuck in my throat and I went to the bathroom and thank God, the angel of a nurse was <laughs> next to me in the stall and could hear me <gasps> choking. And so she came in and gave me the Heimlich maneuver. Oh my gosh. And at that point I was like, I have to figure out, you know, some, you, you always have a turning point in mm-hmm. your health. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I did. And I'm sure you did like, it's just enough is enough. Okay. Enough choking enough, just <laughs> not knowing what this is or putting it onto you're eating too fast. Mm-hmm. So, um, I realized that I actually had been choking on my food since I was 12. And then when I learned that what I was experiencing is called EOE, um, it's a chronic inflammation of the esophagus and scarring in your esophagus from inflammation. I realized that it actually starts at an adolescent age for 90% of people who have this. And they didn't really know too much about it until about 20 years ago. They titled it EOE. It was not anything before that. So even if I would have gone to a doctor when I was younger, I don't think that um, they would even have known really what it was. So I went through nine procedures 
to stretch my throat because my throat, normal average throat is 15 to 17 millimeters. Mine was two. What? Yeah. Mine was two because of the inflammation over time, oh, over time. Okay. And it was just closing and closing. And so I didn't know that. So they had to, and this is why I love the modern medicine because they can do things like this when mm -hmm. needed. Um, so I'm so grateful for my doctor and how she was so gentle and how, um, she expanded my throat over nine times instead of just doing it once. And like, you know, cause some people go in and just get it done once and they have mm. a lot of issues. So it was difficult, but what I also loved about her is that she was willing to take a biopsy, um, every time she went in and to understand the root cause of what was causing the inflammation, because, I had two different doctors, one that would perform the procedure and one that would tell me what I had to do from now on. Okay. So the doctor that was telling me what I had to do said, okay, you have to be on an acid reflux medication and a steroid for the rest of your life. That was not okay with me. Yeah. It was only okay if I go home and try everything that I can and it didn't work. So I was like, okay, I want to know what the root cause is. So she allowed me to have a biopsy done every time. And we did the elimination diet, which I'm sure a lot of your um, listeners are probably familiar with if they're listening to holistic mm -hmm. podcasts. <laughs> so elimination diet, nine different foods I eliminated and I added one back in at a time. So nine procedures, nine biopsies, nine different oh. foods. And I realized that the cause of my inflammation was dairy and gluten. Oh, so I was like, okay, I'm cutting dairy and gluten. Not too many people can do that for the rest of their lives, mm -hmm. but my why was big. Yeah. My reason was huge. My kids, my family, mm -hmm. and I want to be healthy. I want to feel good. But, but when you have a big reason behind doing something, mm -hmm. you do it. Am I perfect? No. Do I stick with that diet 90% of the time? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I know that it's helping me. I feel, I can feel myself. I feel so much better. I feel so much lighter. I I, I haven't knock on wood. I have not choked on any piece of food since I have changed my diet. There you go. Now, yes. And <laughs> I also take frankincense and turmeric okay. every day under my tongue. Oh, so okay. I take that because on a systemic level, on a cellular level, it gets into your system and it helps with overall cellular and systemic inflammation. So what I'm doing is I'm creating this really safe place for my body to um, support anti-inflammation. And then I'm also feeding it the right things so that the inflammation doesn't start, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm trying to balance not taking a steroid and not taking an um, uh, acid reflux medication. So if I eat the right foods, I don't need the acid reflux medication. If I, take the oils for anti-inflammation. I don't need the steroid. Mm -hmm. Now for me, I was lucky it worked. Um, well, it won't work, but for me, it really worked. And I'm very consistent with it. And that really led me on such an even more purposeful journey to get the word out that we really do need to take care of our bodies mm -hmm. and just, and just from an overall metabolic health approach, right? Like there's so many things that you can encompass in metabolic health and inflammation and 
mental health and just, you know, that holistic approach again, we're going, we keep going back to that, but it's so important to understand your body, learn to read your body. Like some people don't even know how to really tune in to what they're Mm -hmm. feeling. And it's such a journey and it's not going to happen overnight. And my journey did not happen overnight. This is 10 year, actually so many years in the making, right? More than 10 years in the making. But for me, the essential oil journey started 10 years ago. And every day I learned something new food journey started when I was 19 and look like I'm still learning. And so take one step at a time. What's one thing that you can do today to take a step in the right direction to being the best version of yourself, like you said, mm-hmm. and being empowered with your health, you know, just think of one thing and then next week, add one more. And then the week after that, add one more so that they're all stepping stones, but we can all get there. If you just, you know, take your time and not <laughs> go for the quick fix. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like you said, it's a lifelong process. I think the holistic approach is for lifelong learners who yes. constantly <laughs> want to learn and um, better themselves and learn about themselves. Um, but yeah, I think those small steps, I think that's good for any, anything that you're trying to change. Cause I think you're just going to be more successful. It's not going to be as overwhelming and it's going to be more doable. So yeah. Thank you for that recommendation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there anything, I know you just had almost like a great monologue about what to give listeners for advice, but is there anything you wanted to end on? Um, and what, like a takeaway or something for the listeners today? Yeah. I mean, if you feel that something is off, go with your gut. That's my number one thing, mentally, physically, emotionally. If you feel that something is not right. I mean, we're so used to living sometimes in a state of stress, Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, mentally, that we don't even know that we are not supposed to feel that way. And so I think that if you feel weighed down by anything, you should start researching and looking into what could be making me feel this way. That's the first step. And if you'd like my help, I'm more than willing to help you in so many ways. And if I can't help you, I'm sure but between the both of us, yeah. we have so many resources yeah. of people that we can, um, you know, direct uh, our clients to. And the thing that I love to do the most is to simplify using essential oils to really um, better your personal wellness. So anything that you're feeling emotionally, physically, mentally, if I can help in any way with educating you on how to use essential oils, I'm here. There are many, many different beginners kits that I can recommend for your specific situation. Everybody's different, like we've been saying. So not everyone starts with the same essential oils in their home. Some people are looking to clean with them. Some people are looking to help emotional health. Some people are looking for digestive support. So I think that there's such a broad range of um, what what your health concerns could be and what your what you want in your home, what you want your home to be like. So I um, definitely have tons of experience with how to start using essential oils, getting them into your home, understanding what they really are and what all the benefits are. And like I said, I learned one oil at a time. I did not learn overnight. So it is a process, but I have a ton of support. I have over 1500 um, clients in my Facebook group that have been um, using essential oils with me for years and years and years. And I have tons of classes that I teach for free. 
and tons of resource documents. And I would just say that, you know, I have an Instagram page. My Instagram page is sandradaher.co, C-O. And I know that you're going to put some things in the show notes, but um, I wanted to get that out there because my account was actually hacked. Oh, what? (laughs) Yes, three, four months ago. So I had to start all over from scratch. Go follow her. (laughs) I know, right? Come follow me. Um, In my stories, I really try to show what my everyday is like, the hectic, the calm, the what I, I always show my sweaty selfie in the morning because it's more accountability for me to show up for me. Um, so I can show up for all of my followers and all of the people interested in learning more in such a better way in a consistent way. Mm -hmm. So follow me there. Um, I'm also on, um, Facebook, Sandra Daher. You can friend me. Um, (laughs) my website is sandradwellness.com. So yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways you can start. I can help you really put together a really holistic approach to your wellness plan in so many different areas of your life. And it really was the one decision that took away a thousand different decisions. So like it was the one decision for me that changed my life. And because I said yes, and because I followed my gut, um, that is something that I, I want for all of my clients. I want them to feel empowered to follow their intuition because sometimes we know better, (laughs) right? So I just, I really want to, you know, just encourage you to reach out if you feel like you want to learn a little bit more. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to do one of your like uh, essential oil lists. I feel like that would be super helpful. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. That'll be a really fun conversation. Yes. Uh, Well, I just wanted to say thank you for being on the Holistic Healers podcast today. It was great to have you. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I loved talking about everything. And you're such a great person to have a conversation with. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And um, like she mentioned, um, I'm going to list all of her contact information anywhere that you can reach out to her, follow her. Um, I think she's just going to be a great resource in general for everyone listening. So definitely go check her out. Follow her. She shouldn't have gotten hacked. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But yeah, thank you to all the listeners uh, today tuning in, you know, listening. If you are interested following along, um, I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I also got put on Google Podcasts. So you can go follow me there. Um, My Instagram is at holistic underscore healing LC. I have a Gmail. I have a website that you can go follow to. It's within my Instagram. Um, I do wellness sessions. I do tarot readings. um, Or if you just want to be a guest on the show today, I'd love to talk to you about your experience, you know, how you're helping yourself, helping other clients, um, and just have a really good conversation with you. So like I said, it was good to have you on the show today. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thanks so much, Morgan. Thank you so much. I had such a good time. All right. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.